on the cover. William, Darren, and the Baroness sit around a table in a condemned restaurant. Graffiti covers the walls, reflecting their inner thoughts. Behind William, we see his brother Eric spray-painted in a stenciled hospital bed, face wrapped in bandages, and above him the silvery sphere of a void chime. Behind the Baroness, we see a stylized mural of Axiom, but instead of his blue and chrome helmet, Overclock's face peers down at a jail cell holding a small stuffed bear. Behind Darren, a wild tangle of plants with sinister eyes in their dark shadows, grasping vines and sharp claws reaching out in all directions. Issue 27, Big Feel. And we are back to issue 27. So last time, the kids took on Big Steel. Successfully, there was only a mild explosion. Uh, a house got lightly destroyed. And currently up in the sky, the Baroness has lost control of her powers in a terrible fashion. Yup. Which is to say that all of your armature forms are unlocked and kind of going rampant right now. And in the middle of that rampant armature Baroness is Darren. So I actually want to start with Darren, mm-hmm. funny enough. So Darren, uh, the Baroness has kind of latched on to you. Now, she is not trying to hurt you. As for what intent this might have, who knows? But at the current at moment, you're kind of like in a spiraling freefall with a very, very cybernetic Baroness kind of like shifting forms very rapidly around you. Okay. What do you do? Since I am physically touching her, I'm going to... T- transfer her density to be very light and fluffy, like a cotton candy or a marshmallow. (laughs) A foam. Yeah, like shaving cream. Ah. I think that worked. And I think I want you to roll that. uh, This is kind of weirdly enough as a directly engage a threat, because the Baroness Mm -hmm. is a threat right now, and you are taking her density. It's danger. Oh, okay. It's eight. (laughs) Okay. So on a hit, you trade blows. On a 10 plus, you pick one. Sorry, this is a 7 of 9. You pick one. Uh, do you want to resist or avoid blows? Take something from them. Create an opportunity. Or impress, surprise, or frighten. So I'm going to resist or avoid her blows since okay. I'm already pretty crispy. Um, yeah, I'm going to resist okay. or avoid blows. Okay. So, yeah, you're trying to get, like, a good grasp. Um, every time you get, like, a grasp on some of these, like, cybernetic parts and you shift the density, it just shifts right back. It is self-repairing as you're trying to change it. Because the Baroness apparently rolls that way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Baroness... Yes. Uh, Jackie's not so much home right now. Yes. This is kind of like the scene of, of Jackie is inside her own head. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of seeing what's going on outside, but you're sort of detached from it. Uh-huh. So in here, you're just a bear. Yeah. You don't have any cybernetics or anything. Yeah, yeah. What are you trying to do? Well, the way I initially imagined it is I'm in, like, a control room, and all the screens are flashing red, and I'm, like, pushing buttons and moving rods, and nothing's working. Okay. So I'm just watching all this, and I'm like, oh, shoot, because I'm just, like, messing up Darren or something. So I'm I'm going running around randomly flicking buttons and trying to get myself to work again. Okay. I think you're mostly trying to defend Darren here. Yes. So go ahead and roll to defend. That is what I'm trying to do here. Ten. So here's how how I want to kind of frame this. Is uh-huh. How does that look? What do you actually do? I imagine I, I'm just thinking, 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 and then suddenly I look at a wall, I look back, I look at the wall again, and there's, there's a panel there. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, 
something like emergency on it, and you know, like those mm-hmm. yellow and red stripey panels. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull it open. There's a big button in there. Mm-hmm. It's like a big green button, and it says "push me." With a little happy face in it. So I'm just gonna ram my hand into that button. Nice. I like that. <laughs> so you push that, and outside. A bunch of this uh, tech that was, like, just sprouting off of the Baroness just kind of, like, dissolves upwards into, you know... It looks looks like just thin air, but you can see, like, the little, like, on the page, the little, like, spec points of, like, your nanomachines just, like, filtering off everywhere. And you are left with uh, Punk Porcupine Jackie, Uh uh, who at this point is very quickly closing on the ground. William, what are you doing? I guess I'm defending again. (laughs) So well, what are you after asking? watching them just kind of like, like sort of float in the air for a second and then start plummeting down? Mm-hmm. We will just um, portal in a trampoline. No, oh. that seems silly. Basically, I'm just going to send out a uh, uh, the same demon that actually brought Big Steel to the ground is just basically going to fly over and grab both of them, or mostly mostly Jackie since she's holding on to Darren mm-hmm. from above and just slow the descent enough. Okay. Yep. I still, I like that as a defend. Yep. Go for it. Mm. Maybe not. That eels <laughs> a six. Well, so this could be a partial success uh, because both of you are up here. You can help with this. Does uh-huh. anyone want to, and we do still have team in the pool. We've actually got yeah. what, like five team in the pool right now. Mm-hmm. So much team in the pool. Right. Yeah. I would still like to just be like pushing on your furry bear belly. Like be light. Damn it! <laughs> okay, I think that works for that for, makes for sense. Yeah. So that gets us up to a seven. Okay. Uh, so on a seven to nine, though, it does cost you. Do you want to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Yes, expose myself to danger. I don't know. Okay. Sure. Why not? Cool. Cool. Uh, so I think the way that you expose yourself to danger is that this uh, this rolling bear mass is. Controls towards William. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. I think so. Oh no! <laughs> I think it actually impacts the ground very near you. So first off, before we get to the repercussions of that, do you want to add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition? Add another team to the pool. Okay, <laughs> I fine. took it. I'm also bring, back. That brings us back up to five. That's I'm, fine. I'm about to take a condition, but I can't you clear might. a condition I you haven't might. taken yep, yet. You mm-hmm. might. So they hit the ground, and even a light baroness is pretty heavy. And they hit the ground with a shockwave that kind of, like, knocks you back, uh, I think, into Darren's police car that's, like, wrapped mm. around a tree right now. Oh, no. So I am going to have you take a powerful blow, just when you impact the car. I like about to get stabbed on shrapnel. How high do you go on a roll? <laughs> Pretty high. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I told you I've been so, rolling well. That's good. You have. That's good. So that's a 10 plus. Uh, so yeah, choose one. Do you want to remove uh, yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc., lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or two options from the 7 to 9? You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pass out. Just pass out. Yeah. That's, that works. Yep. Yeah. So you hit that I'm car. just going to make the Baroness feel even more guilty. <laughs> oh, about I this. feel very guilty. <laughs> so, you, so you hit the car, your head like snaps back into the metal, and you just crumple to the ground. And at this point, uh, Officer Darren has gotten uh, out of the house and he was in the process of, like, handcuffing Big Steel. Uh, and he sees William go flying into the car, and he is just rushing over to, like, you know, make sure this kid is okay. Baroness, Darren, you are on the ground. What do you do? <sighs> what do you do, Darren? 
I would see Officer Darren. You go to see Officer Darren. Yeah, I would just be over the joy that he's okay and not dead or injured because I don't think I would have seen him. Yeah, he's got like a few cuts and you know bruises yeah. from like all the shrapnel and explosions that have been happening here, but he looks more or less okay. Yeah, I would I would run and give him a huge like hug and be crying sap. He is at the moment uh, getting William into a stable position. Mm-hmm. I think this is like it's not anything mean, but as you try and like put your arms around him, he's like, "Not right now. Not I got something to. Not right now." Oh yeah, um, that's right, my friend. <laughs> yeah, and William is out. Uh, he is definitely, I think, bleeding from like the back of his head, um, where it hit the uh, the metal. And Officer Darren has like a little radio on his shoulder that he starts, you know, calling in. It's like, oh, well, we've got you know one wounded uh, civilian, one wounded super. Uh, you know, and he's just like calling in. Big Steel is in custody, and you can definitely hear sirens, uh, fire, and police and ambulance. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, swiftly approaching the scene. So at this point, let it, let's let's do get over to the Baroness real quick. What are you doing? If anything. I feel like I'm still just sort of lying in this crater that I made. Okay. I'm sort of watching everyone else, but I'm I'm not really uh doing anything yet, except yeah, I'm just I'm just sort of waiting to see what happens. Okay. I don't really know what I can do at this point. Okay. I feel like I caused all of this. Mm-hmm. So let's flash forward a little bit, because I think Baroness lying in a crater there is a good panel to kind of like move up on. So we get an ambulance, and in the back of it we've got William. I think you're conscious at this point. You definitely have like some bandages around your head. So one of the EMTs is taking your pulse, and Officer Darren is kind of like off to the side, talking with Olivia, mm-hmm. uh, making kind of a report. And over towards the other uh, side of the street, we can see another Kobe agent. Uh, this is Brad. Welcome to Brad. Hey, Brad. Welcome to Bradtown. Brad is in his mid-30s. Uh, Brad is African-American. Brad has been working for Kobe for about you know three or four years now. Uh, Brad is a field agent, so he is definitely wearing like a little flak vest, and he is just you know, doing the normal post uh, super, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Debriefing with the two of you. Brad's got a little clipboard in his hand. He is mostly focused on, I think, the Baroness at this point, mm-hmm. because uh, ever since they let you out of your holding cell, they have, of course, been monitoring your actions. And I think this is your first major, like, probably interaction since then. So Brad's just giving you the full debrief. What do you want to tell Brad? Hi, I'm not sure I really want to tell Brad anything. So you're being kind of like, not helpful? Yes. Okay. So I think at this point, Brad is mostly going to be directing questions towards Darren at this point. Okay. So like, what happened? There's obviously a lot of collateral damage. Um, did did Big Steel cause that? Or like, what, what happened? How truthful are you being with Brad about who caused most of this collateral damage? Um, I think I'd be... Mostly honest. I don't. I'm not saying like. I don't really feel like it's a lot of this is our fault. No, that's fair. Yeah. He is definitely kind of like you know nods and he's like yeah yeah no, I I've heard uh, that you do good work and I see you kept everyone you know mostly safe and he kind of like pats you on the shoulder and you know, good job good job. 
You're in the back of an ambulance. You're recovering at the moment. I saved everyone. I'm a hero. I did nothing but defend practically. <laughs> I'm a hero. Don't tell me she saved everyone. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. At this point, I do want to get over to William. Eric? William. <laughs> William. Friedrich. <laughs> Olivia? Olivia, yes, actually. Hero. So at this point, I do want to get over to William. Um, and Olivia has, you know, finished talking to Officer Dare and kind of comes over to check on you. And she's got her, you know, standard little, you know, notepad kind of going. And she kind of leans in a little bit. Hey, how are, how are you doing? I'm better. Been worse. You got yourself a little banged up there. You got a little yeah. boo-boo. Yeah, I, I noticed. Thanks. And she kind of, like, waves a hand in front of you just to make sure that you can, like, you know, how many fingers am I holding up kind of thing. I would assume I already know if I have a concussion or not. I, you know, I, I, I am trained as an EMT, so it's just forced a habit there. Sorry about that. And she kind of sort of, like, waves off the EMT and kind of leans in. No, but really, how you been doing? I, I hear, I heard about what happened with your dad. What did you hear? Well, your, your friend Mio and I talked... Uh, over the last week, and they kind of told me that maybe your dad sort of... Wait, who? Oh, I'm sorry. Piro. Oh. Gotcha. But they sort of told me that your dad kind of made off with you? Something like that. We've come to an arrangement in the meantime. And she kind of looks around. You know, if you need help, we're always here, right? I'll keep that in mind. Okay. And then she kind of goes through through the uh, the debrief with you. And I want to kind of move forward from there a little bit. In the, in the sort of aftermath of this, eventually the EMTs assess that William is probably okay. He doesn't need to go directly to the hospital. Officer Darren gets a ride back with Olivia. Are you going with Officer Darren, regular Darren? Or are you going to try and re-catch up with your, with your friends, whom you haven't seen in a while? I think I'd catch it with my friends by this now. Okay. Uh, Kopi does not immediately take you off because you are not actually in Kopi custody, the Baroness. Oh, okay. So the three of you are left more or less unsupervised in this wrecked section of Claremont. Are you going to stay here or are you going elsewhere? What are you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? You seem to have some issues up there. (laughs) What happened to you? Yeah, we need to talk about that. You just... You just went away and suddenly you're here. What's up? Oh, you want to talk about what happened to him? What happened to you, Baroness? <laughs> that's actually a bigger question. Yeah, that's a bigger question here. I love to babysit to spawn. I come back and you're in jail. You told me to be better and then you're a hypocrite. Wait. <laughs> she was in jail? Yeah. Officer Darren told me she was arrested that's a long ago. <sighs> I was in Kobe jail. It's not jail. It's not that, a real jail. It's still called jail. <laughs> Kobe. You, were you in a cell? Kobe calls them holding facilities. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably what I will say. I was in a holding facility, William. Okay. And why were you there? <sighs> I, I beat up Axiom. Okay, first off. First off, that is dope. <laughs> when did you beat up Axiom? He came and helped me out when I was babysitting. There wasn't a scratch on him. <laughs> Must have been some time after that. <laughs> I see. Yeah, sounds like we've all got some great stories. Why is Axiom around so much? I don't know. He's a jerk. Whatever. He is 
phallic in nature. <laughs> yes, I agree. Thank so you, we need to find some place to talk because things have been rolling and probably not with Kobe around, preferably. Yeah, you are kind of on the middle, in the middle yeah. of a mostly destroyed street at the moment. So can we meet wow. up somewhere in a little bit? What exactly are we doing right now, would you say? Meeting up where we are and talking? Would you say that's what we're doing right now? We can go elsewhere? Where do you have in mind? Yes, that cozy abandoned house that you live in. Yeah, I don't think that's an option anymore. Yeah, neither is our abandoned mall. We need a new abandoned building to be at. Chuck E. Cheese! Neither is the rooftop. We need a Chuck E. Cheese! Yes! Man, it's been abandoned for like 20-something years! Yes! There was a Mr. Gotti's for a while. (laughs) Yes, I say we meet up there. Uh, But before we go, seriously, Jackie, are you okay? (sighs) Like, what was that? I think I'm fine. My, uh, my powers have been doing some weird stuff, but I think it's okay. Did your powers make you break into a building to steal things? Does this have anything to do with, like, my father? Or is this just, like, still ongoing? I, I, I have no idea. I haven't interacted with your father. I'm just wondering if he did something to you last week. I don't know. I've been meaning to meet with some people about it, but I haven't really got. Yeah, because you've been in prison. Holding facility. Okay, so are are we moving this to an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese? Yes, Is that let's what I move this argument. We're elsewhere. adults. We go to okay. No, we're not. We're teenagers. <laughs> we're teenagers. We have the hang problem. Out, hang out at the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Yeah, we we get we get a couple of scenes uh, mm-hmm. inside the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, which. Canonically now exists in Apex City and has been abandoned for at least 20 years at this point. Yes. There are some terrifying animatronics. Yeah, they are just, like, they're just the frames at this point. Like, all the foam on them has just kind of, like, disintegrated Oh, there's little patches of it, but it's, like, infested with spiders and stuff. Oh, definitely. Could we do, like, okay, how many of you guys have seen a Goofy movie? Yes. Yeah, and they go to the, the possum... Yes. 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 I pictured that animatronic show. Oh, Who's yeah. your favorite possum? Anyway, that's all I want. That's my picture. <laughs> that's fun. It's always a goofy movie is always a timely reference. There are definitely cobwebs just all over the place in here. Yeah, these Taren, are. Where do you find these places? Where else can I find rotten food to eat? Hmm. She's got a point. So I think you're all kind of gathered around uh, one of the only left standing tables. Uh, there is graffiti everywhere uh-huh. in here. There are cobwebs all over the place. There's probably two or three, like, discarded mattresses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a good time in here. It's a good time. <laughs> so, let's pick this scene up. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. first things first. I may have lost a void check. Maybe. Like, no, definitely. I definitely lost a void check. Lost it? Well, I tried to get rid of it and hide it. And it was immediately found. And I don't want to talk about that. But basically, Dad's got four out of the five now. And I may know where the fifth one is. And he may know where the fifth one is. And it's all very up in the air. But point is, things are not going well on my end. Have they ever gone well on your end, William? That's a valid question. 
and possibly a bit too uh, close to the mark. So yeah, and also I'm on pseudo house arrest. Not really, but I definitely need to go back there. No, no, no. It's soon. pseudo holding facility. Yes, oh, I'm honest Thank about you. it. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> practically a jail holding facility. That I was put there unwillingly, and not because of anything I did, unlike perhaps someone else who decided to fight a hero. Hey, he had it coming. I would agree with that. He is a Thank you. Thank you. How did you get into that confrontation? Uh, I was trying to steal a magic gem. Maybe. What, what does a bear what have to do with jewelry? You beautiful without it. I, I didn't want the gem. Some other people that I used to know wanted the gem. And I was trying to help them out. And I wanted to help out my friends because you got stolen, William, and I was upset, okay? Oh, you know what? You know what? I think you shared a vulnerability or weakness. Ooh, that was definitely. Yes. Uh, uh, you give them influence. Do you already have influence over the Baroness? I do. Go ahead and shift the Baroness's labels. Yes. And you get to hold two to spend, uh, okay. to help them as if it were team. All right. Um, honestly, first of all, that may be the first time you've ever actually called me your friend instead of just constantly mistrusting me. So your mundane is definitely going up. All right. It must go down. Let's do it. Sprite freak. Also, we have successfully shifted labels without causing a condition. Right? <laughs> what? Basically Too fair, I figured time. mundane was a pretty safe thing yeah. to shift up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's let's keep going with this for just a second. Jackie just told you that she was helping some old friends out. Uh-huh. So because... wait, old friends is in like the old like like villain gang you used to hang out with? Yeah, those guys. I thought those were not friends. I thought those were people that used you and brought you into compromising situations. Well, they did, but they also you know accepted me when no one else did. And... What I'm sorry. What have we been doing for the past few months? You guys are my new friends. These are my old friends. Who only contacted you when they wanted something. Yeah, I was really hoping that they'd changed. Because I'd changed too. I thought maybe after they'd done the same changes as me. But it looks like they didn't. And I'm kind of upset about that now. That's fair. Well, I'm upset with you. Because I... You challenged me to be better. You always said that we were heroes and we're not supposed to do things like that. <sighs> like when you confronted me in the park. Ah, oh, you're right. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's good. That's good. That's a comfort or support if ever there was one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a comfort or support, which is normally a mundane role, but I think you have something that might uh, play into that a little bit. Coming for you? <laughs> uh, Probably I was, not. I was more thinking that one. Oh, the best of them. <laughs> okay. The best when you comfort or support. <laughs> Coming for you. Emotionally. <laughs> wow. That's great. Oh, that's good. The best of them when you comfort or support someone by telling them how they exemplify the best parts of Earth. Roll plus freak <laughs> instead of plus mundane. You don't want to do that, though. So, do you, uh, because it seems like you're trying to comfort or support the Baroness. Maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. you're better than this. Yeah. You've told me that I was better than this, and you can be better than this, and that mm-hmm. hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. So, can you phrase that um, as being, like, this is how you exemplify Earth, or do you just want to do this as a straight-up mundane role? Because this could just be a, hey, we're friends kind of thing. Mm. Uh, or, or this could be a, you know, you're the best part of Earth kind of thing. 
No, I think I'm gonna stick with the. I don't. I feel like I'm actually more calling her out than comforting or supporting her. Yeah. Of like, hey, you told me this, and now you're acting like a hypocrite. I know, I know so, how to comfort and support. Sometimes those can be the same thing. Yes, okay, I think they uh, are. In so this you case. know what? So you know what? Go ahead and roll plus mundane. Okay. Nine. Nice. All right. So. Oh wait. So on a hit, they hear you. Uh, you can either, and to do these, you have to open up. So you can uh, either. Mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels. But you have to open up to do either of those. So what do you want to do? So I'm going to clear some conditions. I'm going to clear a condition here. So how are you going to open up? I'm just going to accept it. I'm going to say, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right, Darren. I I wasn't as good as I told you to be. And you're, you're, you're the best person that I know. And I need to ask you to forgive me for this. Oh! <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> Damn. So that'll, so that, that'll definitely do it. Take and, a and power what are you, you clearing? That's got to be guilty. Okay. I mean, that makes the most sense. Okay. So does anyone else want to get in on this particular love fest here? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, because while we're having emotions at each other, are there any other emotions that need to be expressed? No. No? You're good? You're good. You've, you've had that, that, that moment there? Moment. Yeah. I think we're all moment. good now. We're good now. Right, William, yeah. anything? Any emotions you need, you need to feel like you're airing out? I'm not going to get in on that. Well, yes, I have some things to share with you, mister. Okay. Go for it. Can you first tell me how you met Axiom? Or do you want to keep this up instead? Let's not change the subject. We're talking about you right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah! I've been calling you on the communicator, yeah. and you haven't answered my messages. Well, first I went back to my house, then I went on to an extra-dimensional journey with my grandfather, and then I went back to my house and a school. Did you just hear it's a thing back that I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling him pop pop <laughs> in front of other people. <laughs> That's not happening. Okay. No, no, no. I don't understand. How did you? What extra? What an extra dimensional journey. You went yeah. back to school. More importantly, <laughs> are you on the track team? <laughs> no. Definitely not. What extra dimensional journey? Yeah. What are you talking about? That sounds And what does important. that have to do with the void chime? Yeah, because I would like to stop. Yeah, so it turns that. out that my dad <laughs> basically plans to invade hell and threaten them with the void chimes. But yeah, that's apparently a bad idea, according to my extra-dimensional grandfather. Great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is still alive. And... Yeah, so apparently it's not going to go well, and then demons are going to invade the whole planet and take it over. Why don't you tell your father this? Apparently he already knows that this is a risk, and thinks he can overcome it, and Grandpa says there's not a chance that that'll work. So, uh, funny enough, I think you actually just triggered a team move as well. (laughs) Uh, Because when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, you tell them a secret about your legacy. Mm. Including your own true feelings about it. I didn't want to do that, though. To clear a condition and give them influence over well, you. I have no con- conditions to clear until they, uh, until one of them gives me one right well, now. Well, let's find out, because I think you're mostly addressing this at Darren. So, Darren, shift William's labels with that knowledge you just got. Alright, I'm going to shift his savior down. What? I saved everyone in that You place. did, but now you're like, oh, by the way, extra-dimensional demon grandpa. <laughs> and I lost a void chime. Yeah. That's true. Oh, that's so what's going on? Um, I'm going to shift your mundane up. Making you're, mistakes just like the rest of us? Yeah, you're more yeah. like a man than I thought you were. 
That's good. Wait, what does that mean? You're more fallible and more broken than I gave you credit for. (laughs) Fallible and broken, the William and Furnace story. (laughs) Nice. Jeez. That's good. With that, I actually like that as being kind of a, an oh wow, dang kind of moment there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna briefly uh, get this group uh, into some separate <laughs> stuff right quick. Sure. So, but for real though, before we do that, I need Darren to tell me. Does Darren want to say anything? That's true. Yeah, yeah. I want to know how you met Axiom. Oh, I'm, yeah. gonna stri- I'm at least going straight. William is going to straight up ask you how. What were you doing that made you meet Axiom? I was just babysitting the Tony Rex Dakota children. And he showed up. Is it like a playdate? Like, yeah, to like hang out? It, it wasn't a playdate. There was a confrontation with some unwanted guests. They gave me a panic button. Who are the guests? Run of the mill invaders. Oh, dang. Nice. Darren just lying to people. Nice. That's good. Do you trust Darren or do you feel like you need to pierce Darren's mask? Mm. I guess I have no reason to distrust Darren, so I don't see any reason to uh, push any further on that. Okay. I would want to push on that. I want to know who's threatening Darren while I'm not there. Okay, so go ahead and roll plus mundane. Good stat. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't matter. So that's a 12 (laughs) plus 13, 14. So as this conversation is going on, the Baroness is, you know, definitely keeping an eye on it and trying to suss out what's going on. So you get to ask three of those questions. Awesome. I could ask, actually ask four. So I have this listener ability on the bull's heart. When I pierce the mask, I can let them ask me a question in order to ask them an additional question. Ooh. So do you want to do that? And these questions don't have to be on the list. That's true. So I think I... Probably will, but... Okay, do you want to start with that or end with it? Let's let's end with it. Let's see where okay. these other questions okay. go. Cool. So these can just go directly to Darren. Because I'm not sure we've ever pierced the mask before. It's been a minute. I, yeah. think, it's, I think we did Pyro a you, while you, back. You tried, yeah, you did a while back, yeah, but it's been a minute. It's so, been let's, a while. so let's go. So, yeah. Well, let's just get right to the point. How can I get your character to tell me about what happened? Oh, man. I don't think she can right now. That's fair. I think Darren is feeling so much shame and so much fear of what she's wrought that I don't think she'd be willing to suss this out yet. Okay, so this is, but you definitely know that. You know that this is something that, that Darren is that's not fair. willing to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not to ruin that whole one. No, no that's, that's, that's totally fine. That's good. What do you want me to do about this? I want you to keep perceiving me as a friend and reliable, not like what's coming. What do you intend to do about it? I want to be able to to hide my shame and my failure mm-hmm. and get this done as quietly and quickly without you being involved so you don't know. Because they don't still don't know what happened on my planet. Yeah, they still don't know for sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah. alright, hold on, hold on. Though. This is good. This is good team drama. This is good team so drama. you do have that one question that you can ask for, for tradesies. I could. I could. My other question might be, is there anyone else that might know about what happened? I think I can actually answer that one. Okay. I actually don't know, because I yeah, used to a different language when I was discussing it. Most of, yes. But yes. there but there were but there was a key part that wasn't. We even mentioned this in this. Because Darren was watching Tony Rex's kids, mm-hmm. and they were there. Mm-hmm. Also Axiom. Okay. <laughs> but Tony Rex's kids were there. Right. So Yeah. So they at least know the gist of what happened. Right. They don't know the details of what was exchanged in our language. But they right. could 
Yeah. But they but there were parts of it that happened in English. Yes. Yeah. So they know at least okay. the, the thrust. Now that said, for that last question, you do yes. get to ask the Baroness a question. Mm-hmm. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be yes. on the list. Can it be targeted or does it have to be vague? It's up to you. Yeah, either way. Yeah, it can be any question. Anything. Who do you talk to at night? I can hear it through the walls. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, over Clock's head. Wait, was this said out loud? <laughs> yes! I'm... Yeah, no, I think I think that's the only that, way. I'm, I'm fine with that yeah. one being out loud. Because that's know? really the only way to get that information, yeah. right? What? You know, he had, he had some I the most normal make? person here? Alien said... bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot. Why are you talking to Overclock's head? Does he talk back? No, That's he doesn't. He doesn't talk back, but he knows what it's like to be part robot. Like I could. Are you saying that in the present tense? Is he still alive? <laughs> he might be. I don't know. I the head isn't completely shut down. There's still like some signal or something. What? But it doesn't do anything really. And you're talking to it. <laughs> It makes me feel better, okay? You're just feeding overclock information? I don't tell him anything important. He's like my diary. He's a <laughs> head of a supervillain. You have people writing their diary who they have crushes on. <laughs> and how they're failing math class. Yes, and we understand allergies. what a diary is, Darren. <laughs> Most sadists talk about other people like Kobe and how much they're jerks. What? You think I'm a jerk? No, you're not a Kopi. Yes, I am. Well, you're with them, but you're not there at the facility. I mean, sometimes I am when well, they do tests and run lab stuff. On I don't me. talk about you. You don't talk about me? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. It's called a setup. <laughs> Did you want to do anything else with this issue? Yeah. This is a whole issue. No, this is, this is good. Like, if this is what this issue is, this is good. <laughs> oh. I do want to get a couple of scenes after this sure, meeting. Sure, sure. Uh, as much as I have loved how, where this has gone. Yeah. All over the place. Right? Just all over the place. I actually want to start with Darren. After you do eventually leave the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, are you just going to go straight home to Officer Darren's house, or does Darren have other things on her mind at this point that might need addressing? Hmm. I do want to talk with Cole, Tony Rex Dakota's wife. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think Cole is more than, you know, willing to talk to you. Do you just want to, like, go over to their house and, like, have dinner with them? Or do you want to meet her somewhere? I would like to meet her somewhere. Okay. Cole knows how uh, superhero shenanigans work. Uh, <laughs> so she knows a rooftop nearby that's relatively mm-hmm. abandoned. She can meet you there. You can both fly, so... Yeah. You meet Cole on the rooftop of, let's just call it an office building, mm-hmm. somewhere downtown... And she has brought with her a thermos of uh, warm, nutrient-rich mud. Oh, hell yeah. It's my nice. favorite. And so I think she hands that over to her, towards you. I hope this is acceptable. It is balanced for your particular biometrics. What did you want to talk about? So I understand that you come from a race of expansive knowledge across galaxies. We have access to... Too much knowledge, yes. Can we switch to my language? Uh, and, yeah, she can switch over. Because I think she would have some idea of what happened at her house. Her children would have at least told her. Yeah, she's got a, she's got enough of an idea. And I guess the question is, did you tell her? I think this is me telling her. Okay, okay. Um, and asking 
Is there any way that you can tell if there's more coming? She stops for a second. I am not currently tracking any signatures that would correspond to your people's technology. Is there any way you could do so? Quietly, without anyone else knowing? Towards what end? I am just worried that perhaps other visitors from my planet might not be as welcomed as I was here. I see. If it is a matter of welcoming, we can be very welcoming. Tony is quite a host. (laughs) Well, if it's anything like this delicious, nutrient-rich mud, that's very true. Uh, So I guess the question is, are you asking Cole to do something specific? And if so, what is it? I'm asking her to see if there's any others from my alien race that are going to be coming to the planet. Okay. I think that's easy enough to do. And basically her answer is that, yeah, no, at this point she's not tracking anybody else that's, you know coming in that would seem to be your people. Okay. So the ones that are here are the ones. Okay. And I think other than that, you just have a nice, you know, hot cup of mud on top of the office building. So precious. Uh, After that, that, I would go home. And after that, I want to get move over to the Baroness. Uh Uh-huh. So after you leave the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, uh, do you feel the need to go out and do anything? Or are you heading back to Kopi? I will Um, head back to Kopi. Okay. And... I'm going to find Larange. Okay, Larange is in her office. Okay. Um, you know, where she often is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what do you do? I say I need her to set up a meeting with Axiom. She kind of pauses for a minute. And then she walks over and closes the door and, like, you know, for what? I just need to talk to him. We, we, didn't, we parted on bad circumstances and I just want to get some closure. Yeah, I don't think Axiom was uh, really a big fan of yours at that point. And, um, (laughs) you know, I I can definitely set this up if you really, really want to. But maybe it should, maybe it would be better to just, like, write a letter. How, How difficult would it be to get him to meet with me? Probably not very. You know, I, I bet if I sent him a message, he'd, he'd probably be willing to meet with you pretty quickly. It's just a matter of uh, whether that's something you actually want or not. Because I understand, I understand the urge, mm-hmm. right? But if you're just looking to, like, apologize for how things went down, you know, maybe something a little less personal might be less volatile, because you seem to be in a state at the moment of, uh, of flux. <laughs> no, I, I need to do this in person. Okay, um, well, I'll put out the call then. Okay. Just give me, give me a day or two. And what are you doing after that? Uh, I'm just going to go back to my room. Okay. I'm going to look at the overflow again, but I'm not actually going to talk to it this time. <laughs> where, do you, where do you keep it? So, okay, so I have a box okay. that I keep under the bed. Uh-huh. And in the box is like a bunch of pictures from the Killage people uh-huh. and his head. <laughs> okay. So I'm sort of looking through those pictures and looking at his head and just sort of like, you know, doing a memory thing. Okay, I like that. Just various clippings, you know, there's also some from my Kopi days. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I think that's a good, a good scene there. And then let's move over right quick to William. After you leave the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, are you going straight home at this point? Or is there anything else that you feel like you need to do right now? I am going home. Specifically, though, I um, want to talk to... I want to check in on Eric. So your family has a lot of money. 
And they have basically brought in, like, doctors, and, you know, he's got, like, a hospital bed in there. He's on, you know, fluids at this point. Uh, the official story is that he got into a motorcycle accident. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, he's missing a lot of skin, and it looks like he was on fire at some point. Uh, so he is in his bedroom, hooked up, and probably on morphine, but he is conscious at this point. Okay. And you can hear, like, the soft kind of, like, beeping in the background, you know, the monitors and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to sit down. Beside Eric, and I kind of like ask how he's doing. I guess how you doing, bro? I think he kind of like turns his head a little bit to look at you, and you can see like the the gross like burn like scar kind of tissue. Like yeah, um, yeah, about that good. And he just kind of croaks a little bit at you and goes, "I have been better." That's fair. I need to know something. And he kind of, like, nods at you. I need you to tell me everything you know about Nightshade. And he kind of nods at you again. Okay. A little bit unexpected. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I like, I'm trying to figure out where he would start with this. Uh, we've known each other for a long time now. What, what do you need? I don't know anything about him. Is he actually related to Antitoxin? Is he raised by her? She raised him. They're not related. Does. Is he completely loyal to her? Somewhat independent? Nightshade and I are loyal to each other. And I think you can kind of like read a little subtext in there. Uh, something we have not addressed here. They're actually dating. And I think, you, I think William definitely gets that subtext in there. Okay. So, given... The choice. Who do you think he would choose? You or his family? And I think Eric just kind of like lays back against the, the pillow there and kind of looks over into like, like there's a mirror on the wall and kind of looks at his face and he kind of looks back over. And I think, I think he's got like a little tear kind of coming out of his eye at that point. He goes, I think, I think he'd choose me still. Good. And I think that's a good point to kind of like close out that particular scene on but i do want to get one sort of um closing scene out of this particular issue it goes back to william kind of yelling at debbie earlier we see her because she is staying at this point with the infernus family and we see debbie uh kind of walking down the hallway towards your father's office and we get that dialogue, like, you haven't done anything uh, useful, you know, you still haven't helped me at all. And, like, just kind of, like, running through her head at this point. And we see Debbie kind of sneak into Frederick's office and close the door behind her and lock it. And she's poking around a little bit, and she's kind of obviously a little bit scared at this point. But she goes over to that book on the bookshelf and pulls it out and uh, opens that little entrance into the Infernus Inner Sanctum. And the last panels we get of this issue are Debbie slipping inside that and then that door closing behind her. Oh no, Debbie. And we will see you. Oh yes, Debbie. Next issue.
Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of emotions, bad decisions, and spandex. Give it your dollars, it's well worth them. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at catfood, C4T food. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmons. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.